Before we jump into the podcast, wanted to let you know that for the holidays, we have set up a store where you can get up, you can get some apparel with your favorite logo, whether it's Better Pickleball, the Pickleball System, or your favorite podcast, Pickleball Therapy. I'm going to put a link down below. The store will only be open for about a week or so. Uh, so that we can get the orders ready for Christmas. So I've been waiting to get some Pickleball Therapy swag. Now's the time. Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. It's the podcast with you in mind. I'm your host, Tony Roy. I hope you're having a great week. This is Thanksgiving week that we're in here and hope you're enjoying uh, some turkey or enjoyed some turkey. We're the our episodes, as you know, come out on Fridays, and so by now you've uh, enjoyed, and maybe today you have some leftovers you can enjoy as well, um, and I'm just hoping you're having a great week. This week's podcast, we have a lot to cover, and we're going to jump into it. Um, first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, but we're going to talk about it in, as it relates to pickleball. Obviously, there is a, a general uh, thankfulness component, a gratitude component that we're going to talk about, but we're going to get into it a little bit deeper than that. Uh, and I'm going to give you some thoughts on how to use that gratitude to play your best pickleball. So we're gonna we're gonna apply when we play uh, when we play pickleball. And then in the riff, uh, I'm going to talk about some of the lessons from nationals. We're going to talk about uh, we're talking about the blame game. We're going to talk about uh, why you play, and we're going to talk a little bit about distractions and how distractions can take away from our experience with pickleball. As we jump into the podcast, I have a request of you, if I may. I know that many of you have already rated and reviewed the podcast where you listen to it, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else. If you have an opportunity to rate and review the podcast and haven't done so yet, please uh, do it for us. It really helps us. Uh, well, it lets us know. It helps us know how we're doing. But more importantly than that, for us, is it helps us reach other players. There are other players out there who. Uh, maybe feel exactly the way you feel now, or if you're a listener, been listening for a while, they feel like you did before you found the podcast. They're a little bit lost out there, frustrated, struggling. Let's help them out by rating and reviewing us. It helps us move up the charts, if you will, inside of the podcast systems and is more likely to recommend it to players who may be looking for help with their pickleball. Uh, the other thing I wanted to let you know is that we have two courses coming out in um Right now, in end of November, beginning of December, that's a Black Friday bundle that uh, CJ put together. Uh, uh, CJ said, let's do Black Friday bundle. And we were like, all right, let's do it. One of them has to do with partner play. One course has to do with partner play. And the other course has to do with reducing unforced errors. And the courses are really going to help you um, continue to grow as a pickleball player. And we're going to get you ready for 2024 to play amazing pickleball in 2024. So be on the lookout for that. I'll put a link down below too. You can go ahead and register there if you're ready to, to do so. Um, all right, let's jump into gratitude. Uh, you know, when we talk about, you know, when we, now when we talk about, when we get to this time of the year, Thanksgiving, it's a time to take a pause and reflect on our lives and um, uh, find gratitude. And the thing about it is this, gratitude is, it's always there. It's just sitting there. The problem is we sometimes don't, take the time to recognize it, right? To, to look over and say, Hey, gratitude's right there. Let me, let me, let me interact with it for a little bit. And it's the same when we play pickleball, when we play pickleball, we go out there and gratitude's all around us in sense of like the items that we can be grateful for when we're on a pickleball court or everywhere. Um, just at its core, what is it we're doing? I don't know about you, but when I'm on a pickleball court, I am playing pickleball, which is awesome. So gratitude is sitting there, 
but we can get lost in in other uh, things, right? Winning, losing, missing a shot. Somebody said something negative to us, whatever it is. Um, and so we lose sight of the gratitude that's already there. And what happens is when we lose sight of the gratitude, then we don't feel it, right? So we don't get the benefit of it. But there's more than that to it, which is that our minds can run away from us, right? So by not seeing the gratitude and allowing these other things to just take over, our minds run away. And what happens is it affects how we play pickleball. It will negatively impact the way we play pickleball. There is dozens, probably hundreds actually, of studies out there about the mental, you know, how, how we perform, how our minds perform when they're calm and when they're not calm. And if you want to have a calm mind, which is you're going to perform better with, gratitude is a great way to get there. It's a very positive way to get there. And I'm going to give you a gift that you can then share with others is what, what, what I want you to do is next time you go out to play is find the friend who you really love seeing on the pickleball courts, walk up to them out of the blue. And after you say hello to them, say, tell them how thankful you are for having the opportunity to see them that day. And then you can tell them, I hope, you know, I hope that we're able to play on the same court. And in fact, I hope I get to partner with you. I'd be so thankful to be able to do that. And the smile that, that that's going to come across their face is going to be ear to ear. And you, you have the power to gift that to them, right? You have the ability to do that. It's so powerful. And if we did that more often, our friends would feel better. And so would we out on the court. So give that one a try. If you want to read a little bit more about gratitude and about you know how it applies to uh, pickleball and how you can, there, there's some practices you can do to uh, to develop gratitude, including the one I just gave you. Uh, check out our blog. We have a blog at the betterpickleball.com website. You just go to the very top. There's a menu that says blogs. Um, you go click on blogs and it should be the first blog in there having to do with thankfulness and gratitude and the practice of gratitude. It'll help you feel better and you're also going to play better pickleball. All right. I want to jump into nationals. CJ and I had an opportunity to go to nationals and, uh, it was an awesome experience. Uh, you know, the, the, the players, the energy, just the whole thing, right? It's just, you know, if you love pickleball, it, there's, there's not a lot of experiences in our sport that are, that resemble a nationals or an U S open in Naples, something like that. Uh, it's just a level of energy. That's, that's, it's hard to, hard to describe if you haven't been there, but it's just, it's really amazing to, to experience. But there's three lessons that I took away from nationals that I wanted to share with you during this podcast. Cause I think they'll really help you in terms of the mental part of the game. The first one I want to talk about is um, the blame game, and uh, uh, I addressed that in a uh, in a video that uh, we did on YouTube at the Into Pickle channel. So if you haven't checked it out, feel free to go check that one out after the podcast. Uh, talking about partner mistakes, mistakes that we make in partner play, and one of those is this blame game. And the blame game is where you know it's it's the the, the saying is you know when when you miss a shot. It's, you know, it's, you did something wrong, but when your partner misses a shot, their view is, oh, that's just pickable, right? That just happens. That's the blame game. It's the one where one partner makes another partner feel bad for things that are perfectly natural in any sport, including pickable, i.e. pop up, miss shot, things like that, you know, shot hit to the wrong player or the wrong spot. And one player, again, makes the other player feel inferior, feel deficient for that. And that's the blame game. 
And I'm going to tell you in, from a competitive standpoint, and this is, you know, these are lessons from nationals, right? So these lessons are from a competitive standpoint. Um, but I'm going to, I'll expound in a second, but it's applicable to rec play just the same. In a competitive standpoint, there is nothing that will undermine the ability of a team to perform more than blame, more than one player feeling like they've let their uh, their partner down or they've let their team down because of some mistake that they made in the game. Again, missed shot or something like that. Um, and what, what happens is it, it basically starts to snowball the team downward. It's a downward spiral, if you will. Um, and that negative energy that gets created, the the stress that's placed on the player who missed the shot, um, it's just not not going to be successful. And um, and the the you know the, I saw blame games at nationals. I saw partners rolling eyes. I had I witnessed these are senior pro players. I witnessed senior pro players you know, wondering whether their partner was ever going to make that shot, right? Is that, is, is that player ever going to make that shot kind of a thing? Um, I'm not going to name names here because it's just not, not necessary. And frankly, you know, why, right? But it happened and it wasn't, these aren't outliers. These are not, um, you know, isolated incidents. And so, and, and what I can tell you is that you could see the blame game impacting the performance of that team and the, the performance of the partner and the performance of the team. So be cognizant of the blame game. Um, sometimes we do it unintentionally, you know, shoulder slump, eye roll, things like that. CJ's advice to players, to partners, and I think it's great advice, is try to get used to always turning towards the middle, right? So when you're, when you're playing with a partner, don't turn away, even if you don't mean anything. Make it a habit to turn towards the middle and make eye contact with your partner to let them know that everything's fine. Because if you turn away, even if you don't mean anything by it, your partner can just read into it whatever they want. Um, you know, eye roll and things like that. Again, you didn't do an eye roll. You don't mean it. You didn't mean anything. You don't. There was nothing communicated by you. But turning away allows for the possibility of 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 your uh, your movement being misconstrued by your partner. Whereas turning inward, tapping a paddle, looking them in the eye will help you avoid any possible confusion about the blame game out there. Um, and the blame game and other partner subjects are we're going to be covering during the partner course, the Black Friday bundle I mentioned earlier. Uh, so if you want to know more about you know positive partner play and playing constructively with your partner, including angles, you know court coverage angles and uh, other other uh, areas where partners uh, sometimes have deficiencies in their game, you definitely going to want to join us for that course. Again, I'll put a link down below on that. The other. Um, the second lesson from nationals that I wanted to talk about is this idea of why we play. And I'm going to, again, I'll let me frame it out in terms of nationals and then I'll, I'll expound on it to, to what, no matter what level or, or area you're playing in. So these are again, senior pro players. These are friends of mine. Many of them are friends of mine who I've known for years. Um, when I say senior pro players, they are the best 50 and over players in the country, right? These are the best of the best at 50 and over, right? Um, and the question I asked myself walking around, and I'm going to ask my fellow senior pros in an open letter coming out probably right after this section of the holidays is why, are you, why are you here? Basically is what I'm going to ask them. Why do you come to a tournament? Because I can tell you that a good number of them looked absolutely miserable out on the pickleball court. Uh, they did not look like they were having a good time. 
Uh, they look like they were under an immense amount of pressure. And my message to them will be, you're a grown person. You're an adult. You know, you're not a 14-year-old junior tennis player under pressure with your parents and people watching and whatever. Uh, you're a grown person and you have voluntarily come to an event in a sport of your choosing to compete against other players like you. That should be amazing. That should be just, you know, smile, ear to ear smiles every, all the way around for everybody. Should be some laughing, should be some joking, should be some com competition. Um, but this, you know, uh, you know, paddle chucking, grumpy looking faces, the, you know, I, I, mean, <laughs> I, just, I, I think they have more fun at the dentist, frankly. So, you know, that's my question to them is why do you come to tournaments? And to expand that concept, you know, when you think about your own game and your friends' games, right? Friend, people you know and things like that, other players. Um, why do you play, right? And if you focus yourself on why it is that you actually go to the courts, um, I'm guessing you're not going to the courts to dink, right? I understand we're dinking. I get that. And I understand that we, uh, it's part of what we do. But we didn't go to the courts to dink. We didn't go to the courts to hit serves or go to the court to volley, we went to the courts for something else, right? And I'm not going to tell you what it is because everybody's a little bit different. You have your own reason for going to the courts. And as long as you keep that front and center, I think you'll have a better time when you're out there. But also, you'll be more focused because you won't get distracted by stuff that really doesn't matter. You know, oh, I popped the ball up. Okay, so what? Everybody pops the ball up, right? So you you start moving away from those types of concerns um, and you you avoid the the... I'm not saying you chuck your paddle right, but the the feeling of wanting to chuck the paddle, the feeling of wanting to like, you know, stomp your feet or yell out to the sky or something like that starts to diminish over time when you, as you better able to keep track of or keep focus on why it is that you actually play pickleball. So that's the second lesson from nationals. And the third lesson from nationals that I wanted to share is a, a broader uh, message about distractions. And I think what happens sometimes is we get so hyper-focused on a negative, whatever it is. And I'll give you what happened in nationals, but you get so hyper we get so hyper-focused on the negative that we lose sight of the bigger picture and the bigger picture generally is going to be positive. And at nationals, before I went to nationals, um, before I got to nationals, you know, there was a ton of posts on Facebook about the, the toilet situation um, you know, playing late, wait times, things like that. Some concerns about this, the court spacing and, and, and those types of things. And I witnessed it myself where I saw players, you know, balls in tournaments will come across courts. That's just the nature of tournaments. And frankly, any play where there's multiple, multiple courts side by side. And, um, you know, so you had to, you had lets, you know, you had uh, replays and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's it, and and I saw players get so you know like hung up on that they were disappointed when a ball came across their court and things like that. That I think what happens. Well, going back to the story, so I I had read these posts. So I'm going to nationals expecting just disaster, right? I'm I'm going to nationals thinking this is just going to be awful. Then I get to nationals and I'm like, this is actually pretty good overall. Now, were there problems? Sure, there were problems. You know, the toilet's not ideal. I mean, I, you know, an event of this nature probably should have, not probably, should have 
uh, better toilet facilities, meaning, you know, the, the more, the, the better, the trucks like these at the U S open, but uh, you know, so the, instead of portalettes, I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. I agree. Um, you know, the, uh, courts being, uh, uh, near each other, um, you know, okay, fine. But you, you know, you, you have a capacity issue then. So what I would say to you is this, when I got to nationals, it was amazing. It was an awesome experience. The music was great. The boulevard was fun. Uh, the energy was amazing, you know, just be, and being able to compete with, with other great players from around the country. Um, it's just an amazing event, but for some, it was about the bathrooms. And again, I'll, I'm not defending the bathrooms. I don't disagree that the bathrooms should have been better and should have been, should have been better handled, but that's an example of hyper-focusing on a negative and losing sight of the positive. And, you know, when you extrapolate that kind of thinking to a pickleball game, it's where, you know, you popped the one ball up or two balls up or however many, right? Um, but you lost sight of the time that you defended the really good shot or the the great volley you hit or the deep return of serve that set up an easy victory because that's not noticeable, right? And so what, what I'm going to recommend you do is when you have those moments of the negative, right? Whatever the negative is, the misserve or whatever it is, don't let it eclipse the positive. You can still notice it, right? Like I'm noticing, I noticed the bathrooms. I did not notice the bathrooms not being fantastic and could be better. But don't let that detract from the bigger picture that you're engaging in when you're out there playing pickleball. So those are the three lessons from nationals, uh, and I think we can apply those to our games, no matter the the no matter where we're playing, um, and maintain a better perspective when we're out on the pickleball court, not just to enjoy the sport better, but also to play better pickleball because a calm mind will allow you to do that. All right, that's this week's podcast. Again, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you're enjoying this week. I uh, hope you're getting to play some pickleball wherever you're at. And uh, as always, uh, please remember to share the podcast with your friends, because if you enjoy the podcast, they probably will too. I would say the best, the best gift you can give somebody better than any tie scarf or uh, what are those things called? The uh, fruitcake that you can buy somebody is to share pickleball therapy with them. And as always, if you have uh, uh, ideas for the podcast, please shoot them to us at therapy at betterpickleball.com. Uh, therapy at betterpickleball.com. Uh, those emails come to me and I will, uh, we'll be doing a mailbag episode probably in the next two weeks or so. I'll be doing a mailbag episode because the mailbag is getting kind of full. So if you want me to address something that you are currently struggling with, please uh, let us know. And lastly, I said it at the beginning, but I'm saying it again, please rate and review the podcast if you can. It helps us reach other players who just like you would benefit from listening to Pickleball Therapy. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time.